my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. excited so excited i didn't tell you what we're doing today you never tell me i do too okay maybe (laughs) one out of ten times i still told you we're doing we're doing a cool subject before we talk about the subject you didn't even tell me what the cool subject was you just said that you needed to do it a different day because stuff was going on i said okay well it's not that something was going on it was just i wasn't ready yet still (laughs) still something going on but you still never told me what it was it's better this way sometimes I think it's better. I can't this do way. any research this way. You were not going to do research anyway. Sometimes, if I already know a little bit about the subject. <laughs> no. Anyway, I'm excited for you, Heather. Thanks. I'm excited. I'm gonna. I gotta open up because I forgot to open up the the weird facts. We're actually doing the weird facts. Yeah, I remember. Yes. I remember to do the weird fact at the beginning. I just gotta open it up. I'm, I'm just gonna say this right now. I'm really fascinated with your new microphone. Thanks. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. I was so excited. I went to Sweetwater yeah. to go look at microphones because the one I have, I think, was going out because if you listen to last week's episode, it I did not sound great, and I I was thinking it was the microphone cutting in and out. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna bite the bullet and go buy a new microphone. And I was thinking, okay, if I spend like sixty bucks on a microphone, it's whatever. They don't really have anything for 60 bucks. Why not add a few more tens? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I mean, it's Sweetwater. It's, honestly, I love Sweetwater. They've got really amazing stuff. The place is really cool. But their stuff is kind of a little pricey. So I've never been to Sweetwater. Sweetwater is a music store company. It's very famous. Yeah. I know. I've just Before I moved here, I never even heard of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never been there. But funny story, I had a friend that worked there. Oh. And... He, uh, well, his boyfriend worked there and I needed a, bur- a babysitter, a last minute kind of thing. So he decided that he was going to watch my kid for me. And he goes, Hey, do you mind if I take my kid to Sweetwater to visit with my boyfriend for lunch? I'm like, yeah, go for it. So I have pictures of my son at Sweetwater playing on the kid area, but I've never been to Sweetwater. It's, it's a good place. It's really cool. It's fun. The kids love it because they have this big slide and they got like a game area. Yeah. JD's been in there my son's been in there <laughs> it's pretty cool it's like google it's a little dialed back from google but it's like google you ever seen the google building no it's I guess like I all fun games <laughs> but yeah so i went to sweetwater found this microphone and it's uh it's pretty amazing it's pretty cool looking it's kind of sweet I'm in fact excited. i think you should smile i'll have to post that yeah i'll send it to you <laughs> Are you ready for the weird fact? I am ready for the weird fact. All right. This one's kind of sad. Uh-oh. The loneliest creature on Earth is a whale who has been calling out for a mate for over two decades. Oh, that is kind of sad. But whose high-pitched voice is so different to other whales that they never respond. Maybe they should soften their tone. <laughs> the whale doesn't know. It is, it is kind of sad. It's, it's a sad weird fact, but... Loneliest creature on earth. 
See, I thought you were going to say the loneliest creature on Earth is the one by itself, which I guess is kind of true. It is by itself. (laughs) It is by itself. It's got no mate. That's sad. Ooh, there's a thing been circulating on Facebook that I think is really funny and fun. It's that whole, so you put into Google Florida man and then the date of your birth. Yeah. I've seen it. I haven't done it. You haven't done it? No. Did you do it? I did it. Now, I didn't realize that you weren't supposed to put in the year. Just the the month and just, day. Just the month and day. But I put in the year. But the story about that popped up on mine was really just sad and stupid at the same time. The headline was, a man commits murder on second co-worker. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What do you mean on second co-worker? So I had to read the story. <laughs> Basically, this guy in Florida worked for Honeywell and killed one of his co-workers, went to prison, was sentenced for eight years, but got out after four on good behavior. And when he got out of prison, Honeywell rehired him. Why would they do that? Exactly. And then he killed another co-worker. Why? Well, that, that's Honeywell's fault, and they're stupid. Oh, this is sad. What? I just did mine. Oh, what's yours? Florida man accused of fatally beating infant while changing her diaper oh yours is terrible that is horrible oh why well yours wasn't funny no most of them were funny i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) most of them were funny yours was dark oh my goodness let's not let's not do this (laughs) wow no my mom and my sister did theirs and it was really i don't remember what it was but theirs was really funny I've heard that they were funny. Most of yeah, them I were just, funny. I just did mine. That was not funny. That was not funny at all. Is that going to be the theme yeah. for today? No. Okay, good. I mean, there's going to be some murder. That's, I mean. All right, well. You want to do On funny? that note, <laughs> let's get on to our subject today. Have you ever heard of the locked room mystery? No. Our, well, the locked room mystery is actually a big subgenre of detective novels do you ever like read detective type novels? i used to mm-hmm. but recently it's been dr seuss mm. and paw patrol good stuff superman and spider-man good stuff right there i know yeah. it's great good morals it, yeah but i haven't <laughs> read anything that i have wanted to read in the last four years four or five years because everything that i read it's either geared toward my little one or geared towards school. Ah, yeah. So I haven't, I, I haven't read anything uh, that I wanted well, to Well, in read. the past. In the past, yeah. Okay. Just I don't remember what their names were. All right. Well, I will describe this. The locked room mystery. Basically what happens is a crime happens, usually a murder, where it was seemingly impossible for the perpetrator to commit said crime or to escape from the crime scene. There will be no indication of how the perpetrator could have entered or exited the crime scene. Like, at all. Okay. So to investigators, the first time they're looking at the crime scene, they're basically thinking whoever murdered this person just vanished into thin air. That's how it looked. I mean, I don't remember the exact case or the time, but I feel like there was uh, one where this person, and maybe I'm just making this up, but I swear I heard this on the news or in a newspaper somewhere, this person had, like, snuck into this person's house and hid for, like, a day and a half. Mm-hmm. And then while she was sleeping, killed her. Oh. And then went back into its hiding place mm. until, you know, 
police came in, investigators came in, they did all their stuff, they ended up leaving, and once he knew it was clear, then he escaped. Yeah. He was actually in the house for like three or four days. That's creepy. That happened on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've never seen that show. Uh, it's really good. It's funny. <laughs> but something like this happened yeah. on there, and they, they did it really well. But yeah, so, but there are actual cases of this happening, so we're going to go over a, a few of them. Okay. Wait, do you have the case law that goes with it? No. Unfortunately, most of these happened in, like, the 30s. Oh. The 20s and 30s. I don't have the case files. Sorry. I'm going to tell you about what happened. Okay. <laughs> First one we're going to talk about is a man called Isidore Fink. Now, after World War I, Fink left his home in Poland and moved across the Atlantic to good old New York City, where okay. everyone seems to end up. You know, New York City is a big city. It's is it one of the ports where you first moved in the States? Yeah. Back when? Ellis Island. Okay. See, mm-hmm. I know things. <laughs> yeah. And I have some ancestors that came through Ellis Island. But it's pretty cool. I'm getting all sorts of text messages today. Sorry. All right. Anyways. So he moved to New York and he opened up his own laundry. Opened up his own laundry. Like laundry mat? Okay. Laundry business. So the way you phrase that, it it's was not just... technically a laundry mat because laundry mats are places you go to do your own laundry, kind of like a dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a dry cleaner. This is okay. where people took their laundry and he would do it. Okay. So it was a really big apartment. So it was both his business and his home. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And his, it was located on East One Hundred and Twenty Third Street. Apparently, not a very good area. So he never really let anyone into his home or business that he didn't already know because it was just that bad. Makes sense. There were multiple locks on every door and every window. He was just very cautious. On March 9th of 1929, Fink went out and made all of his deliveries for the day. So he'd do the laundry. Once it was done, he'd go and, and give it back to his customers. Yeah, makes sense. I'm assuming it was more of a weekly thing. He had like a route. He'd pick up the laundry, go do it, and bring it back. That's kind of convenient. Like, why don't they still do that? Like, hey, come pick up my laundry. Right? Wash it, fold it, or put it on hangers, and then give it back to me. That would be amazing. I would love that. I'd pay for that. I so would, too. If any of you are listening, this is a great business venture, and you should do it. In Fort Wayne, Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So we made his deliveries for the day. At around 10 to 15 p.m., he returned home. I can imagine the first thing he would do after he got home, because it was such a bad neighborhood, is probably lock the door behind you, right? You would think. Like, it's not a bad neighborhood here. I still lock the door behind me when I get home. I do, too. It's just a habit. habit. At about 10.30 p.m., his neighbor, Mrs. Lachlan Smith, heard screams coming from his apartment. Okay. Now, this is where I start getting two different versions of the story. Well, you know there's always three versions to a story. Well, I've only got two. Okay, but there's three versions. There's person A's story, person B's story, and then the truth. <laughs> so neither one of these is probably the truth. No, they, they have, <laughs> and I've never, like guys, I've never heard this before, but there's, to every story, like, for example, if you've got two kids and they got into an, a fight and someone got hurt, you're going to hear the person who got hurt story, which some of it's true, some of it's exaggerated, mm-hmm. and then you're going to hear the other person's story where they're going to give you the, like, basic facts but they're going to kind of hide some of the stuff. Like, well, I didn't tell mom that I threw it at her head because I was mad at her, you know. Yes. And then there's what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But you get facts from both sides that are right. 
but not all of it's right. Yep, classic children. In one article, I read that she heard screams and possible popping noises. Like popping like a gun or like popping? Probably, like... yeah, like a gun. Okay. But in the other version, she only heard the screams. So who knows what really happened? I don't. Such as it is, she thought she better get a hold of the police, no matter what. And then in the one version, she ran out to go to the police and one happened to be nearby. But in the other version, she actually had to run all the way to the police station. I was about to ask, why didn't she just call? But I guess in 1920... 1929. 1929. In a bad neighborhood. She may not have had, like, a phone. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. My first thought process is, like, hey, grab your phone, call 911. But that totally makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, either way, police were called and they rushed over to Fink's apartment. Tried getting in the door and it was locked from the inside. Guy was like, okay, ran around to the back. The back door was also locked from the inside. So he's gone around the whole apartment trying to find windows, and he notices that all the windows are actually nailed shut from the inside. None of the windows are broken. Uh, Who knows? Who knows what was going on? He didn't know at the time. He noticed a very small window that was located above the front door and smashed it open because he's like, okay, I'm going to go in that way. But turns out he's a little too big to fit through the little window. By this time, a crowd had gathered, and he saw a very small boy. And he goes, hey, I need you to crawl through this window, unlock the door, and let me in. Hoisted the little boy up there. He was able to squeeze through the little window and opens the door. Not tactics you use these days. No. (laughs) No, definitely not. Well, upon entering the scene, they found Fink on the floor with two gunshot wounds to the chest and one through his wrist. So at first, police suspected suicide. I'm no expert, but I feel like if you're going to commit suicide with a gun, you're going to do one of two or three things. In the mouth, the side of the head. Well, that's the things I think of. Or if you're really dumb, I guess the front of the head. <laughs> I mean, I guess that would work too. Like, here's the thing. It's like sometimes, and I've, I don't know if this is true or oh, not. under the chin. Well, yeah, under the chin. But if you do it through the mouth or under the chin, sometimes it comes out. And I mean, all of your brain is important. Yeah. But some aren't as important as others. Yeah. So you can kill part of your brain and still be alive. Alive. Not smart, but alive. But alive. Might be a vegetable, but you're alive. So I'm like, (laughs) if you were to do it, I think that, I would think that the side would be more effective, but I have never committed suicide nor wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. Nor have I ever thought about committing suicide. So I don't know what the thought process is that goes behind to the whole, like, where do I put the gun to shoot myself? Even with the suicide thing, they ran into a snag. The wrist? Mm-hmm. There was no gun. That would be a big one. <laughs> Hold on, let my shoot myself, put my gun back in its safe, and then go back to where I was and bleed out. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. Well, they searched the whole apartment. They, they couldn't find a gun. Also, no valuables were seemingly taken. Here's the thing, though. What's valuable to you is not valuable to me. Exactly. So there was still money. There were still other things around that looked like they were valuable, and they were all still there. But what if what if he had this weird antique thing mm-hmm. that was worth lots of money that nobody knew he's had, and that's missing? Maybe they only went in for that one item. He wasn't supposed to be home. He was supposed to be on his. I don't know, but I feel like if you're going in to steal this one item, at least take the money that you see lying around. Why? 
go through the cash, you know, the cash register. Well, yeah, if you want to be effective. <laughs> yeah. They weren't very effective. Obviously. Unless their entire intent was to kill this man for whatever reason they felt like killing him. Mm-hmm. Fingerprints were found, but were later determined to be belonging to Fink himself. So there are no fingerprints from any other person other than Fink. Close. So by now, they knew Fink was murdered, but how? Yeah, he was shot to the chest. The doors were all locked from the inside. They were deadbolted from the inside. I still feel like someone was hiding in the house. Like, did they look under the bed? Did they look in the couch? No, they didn't do any of that. Did they look in the Shoddy ceiling? police work. <laughs> no. they. So they were thinking, okay, maybe there is some other, like, secret passageway or something. Okay, I can see that. Possible. They searched that entire apartment for days, up and down, overturned everything. They found nothing. Okay. Obviously, a lot of people have their own opinions about what happened. And the main thing is people think it was suicide, that he probably had the thought that shooting yourself in the head does not always work, but if I shoot myself in the heart, maybe that'll work. So that's where people are but getting where's at. the gun? Exactly. Where's the gun? And why in the world did he shoot himself in the wrist? The only thing I can think of the wrist, right, is someone's in your house and you're surprised your hands go up. Yeah. First time your hands go up, it's that natural reflex reaction. Mm-hmm. Normally, at least for me, my hands go in front of my face and my chest. Mm-hmm. Oh, if someone's going to shoot me in the chest, where's my wrist at? It's, it's right, right there. It's going to go chest. through my wrist into my chest. Yeah. My, mind you, my hands can't stop a bullet, but they can stop a fist. Yeah. Or at least make the impact not as bad. Now, my sister-in-law, when she gets surprised, she does this. I mean, if your boobs are big. So what Heather just did is she um, she scooped her boobs up and pulled them into her chest. I I, I get it. I know. I do. It's like, okay, they're big. They're soft. There's something you can grab onto. But at the same time, like, that's not, like, if something's coming at you, like, here, let me throw a ball at your face. Grabbing your boobies is not going to protect you at all. Not at all. So I'm kind of curious where she gets that from. I don't know. I always thought that was really hilarious. I know. For me, it was funny. um, Whenever I get scared, my hands automatically, one one covers my face, one covers my chest. Yeah. It's just, that's where I go. Uh. For different reasons. But that's, but even when you were little, it's like my brother would throw something at me, my hands would come up and it protects your face because that's your natural reaction. That's true. Yeah. I don't have that. I don't know what I do, honestly. I don't remember. I, went to I probably to, just let it happen. I went to pretend to throw something at Heather, and she just stares at me like the deer in the window, or deer on the in the street in the headlights. Just gonna let it happen. That's whatever. Uh, I'll protect us, Heather. Okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go back to Mr. Fink here. The coroner who examined Fink's body said he was certain that the man had been murdered. The position of the body and location of the wounds indicate that Fink could not have shot himself. Again, that makes sense. Yes, I agree. When, when you shoot yourself, it has to be in air. Like, you can shoot in any area, but the directory of the bullet is going to be different. Like, me shooting me like this versus you shooting me like this is going to be different. Different. Yeah. The directory of the bullet is slightly different. Yeah. Another theory that I think is really stupid. Was it Casper the Friendly Ghost? No. <laughs> that's that's a better theory than this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people think that Fink created some sort of secret contraption that he hid in the walls 
with which he shot himself dead with some kind of a remote control. I mean, I could. We're we're gonna go down the rabbit hole. Ugh. Okay. Okay. What if this is true? Okay. Mm-hmm. Puts a gun in there. You know, all you have to do is pull a string and it you know shoots you, right? Because obviously sure. you don't have the technology to do like the let me hit a switch on my cell phone kind of thing. So yeah. it's got to be the string method. Great. Cool. You killed yourself. Where's the string? Where's the hole in the wall? Where did the bullet end up? Exactly. So That's even though I went I down your rabbit stupid. hole yes. of that theory, I just, I don't see that one physically possible. Yes. I can see a, a vengeful ghost, you know, maybe. Yeah. Just put bullets through him. Well, the bullets are like, maybe, maybe they're so angry that they like, Poked it. You poked him all the way through with their finger. What if they had like this knife they made? This not knife, but like this like uh, ice pick, something. But no, then it was showing ice pick. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. The ghost can't shoot or have a gun. No. I, don't I was know. hoping for something. So that that's Isidore Fink. It's a unsolved case to this day. No one's figured it out. Well, even if they did, the person that did it would be dead. Well, either way, it's still nice to know like the answers. People are still looking into Jack the Ripper. We'll talk about that a different time. Oh, I know. I have some things to say about that. That'll be an episode. Either way. I don't know. Any? Do you have any, any theories on what happened with him? Or I mean, I, I'm going to stick with my original theory that, you know, someone was out to get this guy. Mm-hmm. They hid in the house. Yeah. All right. Waited until he came home. Killed him. Knew that he, they liked to lock the house behind. So left it locked mm-hmm. and hid. And then had that first opportunity to get out. The other thing is, like, and I thought about this before you said that he had the windows nailed down from the inside. Yeah. Is that... Through a window, out no, a you, window. you sneak into the house, you hide, you know, mm-hmm. put everything back the way it is, and then once you're done, you sneak out the window, but then you close the window mm-hmm. and sneak out, which is why all my windows are locked. Yeah. Yeah. That... Yeah, I know. Okay, I have a theory. It was an interdimensional traveler. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to go there. <laughs> Hey, we just talked about I that know, stuff, so I know. So. I had a theory you were going to go there. Someone came in and ended up in the middle of this house, scared Fink, and the guy who was interdimensionally traveling happened to have a gun on him, and since Fink was probably coming at him, he shot, and it was like, oh, crap, and then left again with his interdimensional box. Box. Device. Whatever. It's probably a box. <laughs> That's Stewie head of the round circle thing. There it is. That's my theory. Interdimensional travel. There we go. I'm going to keep with the guy snuck out of the house. Yeah, but how? All the doors and windows were locked. After the police came in, right? Uh-huh. Now, we can't... Did they have the same procedures the police have nowadays? I have no idea. I was not alive. Okay. So we don't know. We don't know if they kept the scene secure. Probably not, but I don't know. So if they didn't keep the scene secure... How do we know that someone didn't sneak out? Mm. Yeah. How do we know that someone didn't sneak out, you know, someone four, five, had a six, police seven years? Uniform and snuck out as a policeman. I don't see that one. Because that, that, then they it's would have to possible. sneak in with the police uniform. But yeah. Maybe that's why. That's how what if? Fink let him in because he was dressed as a police officer. I'm just saying, like, I could see him letting in, a, like, a friend that was really pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. Friend shoots him. Hides. And then sneaks out. I don't know. That and police uniforms, like legitimate police uniforms, are unless you're a police officer. Maybe he used to be a police officer or knew to... someone who was a police officer. Or. Uh, okay, hey, you know, Heather, I know your da- your husband's a police officer. Can I borrow his uniform? 
It's not that. You would steal it. Obviously, if he's going to kill someone, he's probably not above stealing stuff. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't <laughs> see the stealing the police. I, I see the the sneaking in, like, being let in. You know, lock all the doors. It's a uh-huh. bad neighborhood. And then, you know, sneaking out after the doors are unlocked by the police officers. It's not above and beyond to think that someone would steal from a police officer. I mean, there was someone in our neighborhood who got their police car broken into. I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm just saying it's a lot harder to do than most people would think. I don't know. <laughs> have you ever stolen from a police officer, Heather? Well, to answer your question, Tara, no. I have not stolen from a police officer before. But that's good to know. I just don't know. Yeah, but you're not a person to steal. So you're a good, hard, kind woman I'm when need be. bad teenager. I get, we all have bad pasts. We all have something good. in our past that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Joseph Bone Elwell. All right. Mr. Bone. Mr. Boone Elwell. J.B. Elwell. This also happened in New York City. Again. I feel like all of this is going to happen in New York City. He started off as a lower middle class salesman, but he was very charming and he liked to gamble. I feel like salesmen are just greasy men. Yeah, I think he is too, just by the description of this guy. He's kind of like that. He liked to gamble. He learned this new card game at the time, this was the 1910s, called Bridge. I've known that one. I don't know how to play the Bridge. <laughs> but he used to gamble a lot. He was pretty good at card playing. And it didn't take him very long to, uh, you know, to get pretty well known in those circles. Yeah. Yeah, he he was able to get into a men's club. It's because you tend to know the same people that you gamble with. Yeah. He ended up meeting his wife kind of through these circles of people that he started coming into contact with. Never good. No. But his in-laws included the uh, Roosevelts. Okay. So he started getting into some higher society type people. He started making more money. He, he did a lot of stocks. So he started getting pretty rich. Although, since he, he really liked the gambling... But he also really liked women. He was quite the womanizer. I you described him, and you didn't say what he looks like. He's a good-looking like, guy. You want to see a picture? Well, let me let me give you the image that I have in my head, and then I'll look at the picture and see if that's right. But you described him. I see this, you know, middle-aged man, maybe a little heavy set, with like kind of a, a poofy belly, <laughs> wearing clothes that don't necessarily go together, like salesman. Like, hey, yeah. you know, no, I think you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah, you get a description. Oh, yeah. I think He's he kind of looks like John Wayne. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that, that hat. Yeah. Yeah. That hat is no good. But yeah, no, he's definitely decent looking. Yeah, he's, he's a good looking Full guy. Full head of hair, skinny, you know, a little muscular. Yeah. Nice suit. Horrible hat. <laughs> it was cool back then, probably. Sure. It's a horrible hat for <laughs> nowadays. He liked the women. He would often have flings with sorts of kind of women. I want to talk to his wife killed him. Married women, younger women. Was he a swinger? Probably not. He probably just liked different women. I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to if you're going to do that kind of stuff and you get your wife involved and you just be a swinger. Well, obviously his wife was not stupid like most women. Yeah. And knew what he was doing and she did eventually separate from him and then divorced him. So she got out of there. Good. Which is fine. Joe Probably had a lot of enemies, considering he has slept around a lot. 
probably some angry husbands, maybe some angry fathers, some fathers, maybe even from gambling debts. Maybe he had some angry mob men. Yeah, I said he's a sleazy guy. What he's can I sl- say? Then on June 11th of 1920, Elwell was discovered by his housekeeper. Housekeeper did it. So around 7.10 in the morning, Elwell was actually seen going to pick up the newspaper from his doorstep and, get, and getting grabbing the mail that had come that morning. Went back inside. That was the last time he was seen. His housekeeper got there about an hour later, so around 8 o'clock. Let herself in since she had a key. Mm-hmm. Noticed the door was locked, so she obviously had to unlock the door. And he had one of the, in his house, one of those rooms. It was a, the living room, but it had one of those sliding doors that you could lock. Okay. The lock was locked, but from the inside. So she had to use her key again to open up the door to get into the living room. And she sees him sitting there, and she goes, you know, good morning, Mr. Elwell. He didn't say anything, though, which was really odd because he was a very joyous and and happy man. Okay. So she thought that was really weird. She kept going, Mr. Ella, hello. You there? He's sitting there. She sees him. And then she turns and looks, and the guy sitting in the chair, she doesn't quite recognize him. Have you ever seen a dead body? No. No, I have not. Well, when even if you, you know that they're the same people. But they look completely different. Like, it's it's a creepy feeling to see a dead body. This is a different reason. Okay. The guy sitting in the chair was bald, toothless, and he looked very old. Did someone shave his head and pull out his teeth? No, he always used to just wear wigs and he had dentures. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so he made himself look younger and nicer than obviously he actually looked. That's why the wife left. <laughs> totally joking. <laughs> She left because he was a womanizer. That's right. But then she also noticed that he had a gunshot wound to the head. Right on the forehead. Right in the middle there. In his lap was mail, newspaper, all the stuff that he had gotten that morning. All that was still in his lap. But upon further inspection, she so she realized, oh, that's Mr. Elwell. What in the world? So she, she runs, calls the police, they come out there, and by the even when the police get there, Elwell wasn't quite dead yet. He was still alive even when the police got there. It's funny, sometimes the shot to the brain doesn't always work. No, no it doesn't. So they get him to the hospital where he died, but was unable to say anything about who shot him. That's because he was shot in the head. Probably. <laughs> So it was really weird. So his body was found in a room that was locked from the inside with no reports of anyone going in or out of the room. So here's my thought process on this. And I'm sure you have some theories to go through. But I'm going to give you mine before you give me your theories. Okay. He's a womanizer. Yeah. Who says or does not say that he gave out his key to some random woman who was supposed to come and visit? Possible. So she comes in. Maybe she stayed the night. Yeah. You never know. He does something or whatever. She gets pissed off at him. Kills him. Or thinks she kills him. And then on her way out, locks the door like normal. But isn't it weird that he's got his newspaper and his mail, like, in his lap? Like, you know, doing his thing. He's not, like, feeling threatened at all. He was comfortable. Maybe he was very comfortable with her. Maybe she's been over multiple times. That's why she's got a key. You know, he's sitting there, teeth out, hair off. Reading his newspaper, you know, like every other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone lets himself in because they have a key. Obviously, he's given a key out to the, 
you know, housekeeper. Yeah. Ex-wife probably had the key or had a key. Who, who, how many other people had keys to this man's house? I, if I were a man and I was a womanizer, I'd be extremely careful about who I give their key out to. Yes, but sometimes men don't think like that. So you don't want two different women coming Come, over at the same time. Maybe. Maybe he had a key, you know, so underneath his door. Or, you know, how some people hide their keys outside so their, you know, kids or family members or whatnot. Or, if, oh, shit, I forgot my key inside. Let me just grab my spare. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But what if somebody saw where he put that? Or noticed where he put that? Like, oh, how'd you get in here? Okay, cool. Whatever. Long bank. Mm-hmm. And as they're leaving, they relock the doors. I had thought of that as well. Okay. You know. That is one thing that I think. Let's go through this a little more. He was shot at point blank range with a forty-five caliber gun. Okay. Despite the close range, he was obviously aware of the fact that he was going to get shot. But there was no signs of struggle. Was there an autopsy done? Did they find drugs in his system? I don't know. Here. Here's a glass of water or a cup of coffee. Yeah, and then they'd be super tricky, and they wash the dish and put it back. He was kind of a party animal, so who knows? Maybe he was doing drugs. Maybe he was completely out of it at 7 a.m. It's possible. It is very possible. Although, if I... If I was out of it, I wouldn't be reading I, the newspaper. I would not be going outside at all. <laughs> what if he, you know, grabbed... What if, what if he had a party the night before? He right? didn't. He Sorry, didn't. I know he about didn't. his night before. Whatever. I wasn't going to go through it because I didn't think it was relevant, but okay. Hypothetically, he had a party the night before, right? And someone slipped a, a, a drug into his drink that he didn't realize. But he didn't drink that drink, and the party ended. And then the next day, the person sneaks into their house using that key, you know, could have had outside. Takes a drink of it, gets all rubied, rudied up, whatever it's called. Roofied? Roofied. Mm-hmm. And gets shot in the head. I don't know. What if, you know, person comes in, F you, you're dying. Whatever, it's my time anyway. <laughs> Alright, I've lived Whatever. enough this life. Whatever, my wife's taking all my money anyway. From what police could deduce from blood splatters, the assailant had to be crouched crouched in front of Elwell sitting on the chair when the gun was fired. So someone, you know, you're sitting on the chair, so someone is, I don't know how, how to explain this, but is crouched in front of him with the gun pointing okay. in his head. I don't know, I still think that's really weird. Not if they were hiding. What if they let themselves in, you know, the day before and they were hiding in there and instead of just walking in, they sneak around and just kill them. But it was right in front. It would have to be right in front of the chair. That person had to have been seen. What if it was a midget? In point blank range. What if it was a midget and they didn't have to crouch and that was just the way they stood? I suppose. He loved every kind of woman. You don't piss off a midget. I'm sorry. (laughs) No. No. They're crazy. Sweet. But crazy. I'm sorry to any of you if you're listening. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's like... One other thing that was strange. A single bullet was placed on the table in front of him, and the cartridge that held the bullet was later found on the floor. So it was clearly placed on the table. So they shot him, found the bullet that went through his head. And then placed it and on placed the table. It. It's like, you know what? This is what killed you. You can see it. You can stare at it. It's the last thing you're going to see. I'm out. Unlock the door behind me because I took the key out of your pocket. There was no gun anywhere. They took the gun with them. Well, obviously. So. I know. I'm not helping, am I? No. I mean, it's it's just it's it's just one of those things. So, obviously, he probably knew his killer. But who would he invite in at such an early hour? 
because the person he was out with the night before had gone home and he didn't get home until like 4 a.m. Maybe one of his women, woman, lady friends came over for a breakfast date. Just seems weird. I'm all for breakfast versus a dinner date. Like dinner date, there's expectations. But that again, that's one of those things. Why would you invite someone inside like your woman or whatever without yourself all done up? I'm sorry, but as a, ma- a man is not going to invite a woman that he's going to get down and nasty with without looking his best. What if it was his ex-wife? She's already seen him that way. She's had to know about it. He can't be married to someone for years and not know that they have dentures in, it, in a wig. Especially when you get nasty with them and you do a little bit of hair pull and it comes off. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm just saying. So if it's someone who's already seen you like that. Maybe. Then you've already seen me. You've seen me in my pajamas... With no makeup and no hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to randomly come over to my house. I'm like, hey, Heather, hold on. Let me go put on a bra. You know. You don't have to do that to me, Taryn. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I don't care if you just let them free. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, if it's someone who's, you know, you're friends with, or you're close with, or you've known for years, and they've seen you not put together, mm-hmm. and you're comfortable with them to the point where you answer the door not put together... But he probably doesn't even know who was at the door. So, so. He, they had their own key. I'm telling you, they had the key. They had to have had a key. Right. It was the housekeeper. The police searched his house and found a love list of about 50 different women, contact information, phone numbers, and notes about each individual woman. Like call for a good time, got a nice butt. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Now that they had a big list of people... The police called and spoke with every single woman on that list, which included his ex-wife. The police determined that each woman on that list was deemed innocent. Good for those women. Probably shouldn't have slept with them in the first place. Yeah, probably not. They also found a massive collection of lingerie in his bedroom. Massive. What, for him? Or for them? No, all of which belonged to the women he bedded. See, now, it's like trophies. Here, here's my question. Now, did he have them for them to be like, hey, sweetheart, thanks for coming over here. Wear this one tonight. Or it was, oh, oops, I left my lingerie over at my lover's house. I think he kept it like trophies. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking he did. Like, awesome. I got another one. Hey, I'm going to take this bra or I'm going to take these panties. Or they leave and just leave it there. It's like, haha, it's mine now. Yeah, pretty much. Still, that's just nasty. I'm sorry. Wash them. <laughs> Let them yeah. reuse them. I mean, come on. Those things are expensive. <laughs> Elwa was extremely wealthy, and they went through the whole house, and nothing was taken. That's because they just hated the man. That's why they shot him in the head at point blank range. Yeah? Like, that just tells me I hate you, or you need to die for whatever reason. Well, this person also must have worn gloves because they found zero fingerprints. Yeah, but how, how good were they actually at fingerprinting back then? Well, they, they had his fingerprints, and they had the housekeeper's fingerprints. So, so how do you know the housekeeper didn't do it? Her fingerprints are already throughout the house, and they can be explained why they're there. I mean, except for the fact that she wouldn't get her paycheck. She, yeah, she was the housekeeper. But she's got a key. Yeah, she does have a key. He's extremely comfortable with her. How many times is it the actual killer the one that calls the police, though? What better alibi? I feel like... I'm not know. saying don't don't kill people. Don't well, kill. No, I'm just saying, what better alibi is it? I shoot you, Right. Hypothetically, Heather, I'm not actually going to shoot you. Hmm. I know, right? Hypothetically, I shoot you, (laughs) right? And then I call the police. 
sure they're still gonna look at me as uh, a suspect, but it's like, but I called you for her. She's still kind of alive. Well, I mean, people do that all the time, I guess. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, nowadays, they still, like, they'll still interview you and go through all the process and everything else, and you're still somewhat of a suspect until proven not yes or no kind of thing. Yeah. But back then, I don't know the policing style, so what if well, she called 911? So could have been her. I'm, I'm tracking up to it. It was the housekeeper. It may have been the housekeeper. She had where access. Would, where would she have hid the gun? Where would she have taken that gun? Because obviously... She had to go get the police, right? She called the police. So they actually had a phone. Well, yeah. Elwell was rich. Okay. So she sees him. She kills him. Right? Okay. Has time to get rid of the gun. Who knows? Maybe she went for a slight walk and threw it away. Barely people would have seen her. She's a housekeeper. It's a normal normal entity in and out of your house. Mm. For example, like, I watch your house. Just like you watch my house. Yeah. Your normal Thanks for letting me know I left my door open all night. I was I was off yesterday. It wasn't yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. If I By the up, way, while I we're on that you. subject. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you have, like, your car, your husband's car randomly comes in at an odd time. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what's going on? If another random car showed up, which it has on occasion, or if yes. a car that has never moved is missing. Ah, uh, Yeah. Which has happened. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? You you piqued my interest. But your normal two cars that are always in and out at random times, okay, mm-hmm. doesn't really perk my interest. Like, oh, he's home. Oh, he's home. Oh, whatever. Yeah. So if it's something that's a normal entity that people see coming and going all the time, they're not going to think of them coming or going at a random time, odd or different, because they do it all the time. Well, out of Mr. Ewell's very exciting life, Police were able to find around a thousand different potential suspects. A thousand. Yes, but how many of them had the opportunity, the know-how? No, no, I'm sure they went and through the a lot of them. Conveniences of doing it. Well, sure. It was the housekeeper. He tr- he tried to do something to her, and she's like, "No." Well, the police probably interviewed her and probably figured she probably didn't do it. Probably, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, a thousand people. A thousand. That's a lot of people. That's a of people well you had to think because of the way he lived there were obviously jilted ex-lovers the gamblers sore losers angry fathers pissed off husbands sales that have gone bad <laughs> just a lot of things the life he lived so he got really famous just because of the way he died and yeah. was never figured out although one year later after his death a man did come forward claiming that he was the one who shot him. But it became very clear that this man was crazy and never actually met the man. <laughs> She's looking for that public. Yeah. It's still a cold case. Haven't figured it out. Here's some cool things about him, though. Sure. The guy who wrote The Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald, okay. was very fascinated by Mr. Elwell's life. And modeled one of his characters in The Great Gatsby after him. That's kind of cool. Jay Gatsby, actually. I thought it was pretty nifty. That is kind of nifty. That's that. That's a murdered. It's a few murders. Interesting. I know. It's a laughter and murders mysteries for you. If you guys have any uh, theories that we have not already discussed, let us know. Some good stuff. I like these kind of mysteries. Yeah, I'd still like to know what actually happened, though. Wouldn't everybody? 
that's that's the thing. I don't know. I really love these kind of things. It's like, I really, really want to know what actually happened. And maybe sometime in our lifetime, someone will figure it out. Or there'll be a tri- time traveler goes back, observes. Like, you can't, like, as a time traveler, hypothetically, mm-hmm. right? you can't actually interact or do anything. Yeah. You could just observe. Oh, because man. of the butterfly effect, right? What yeah. if the butterfly effect is real and you change one thing? What if that's what happened with the first one, Mr. Fink? Yeah. Maybe it was a time traveler trying to come back to figure out what happened. And by accident, he was actually the man who killed him. And now it's just a time loop. Maybe. I'm just saying. Like, Blowing minds. Then why don't you, you know, in present day or whenever it actually happens, write down, hey, this is what happened. Because it's a time loop. There's no possible way to do it. I like mine where it's like you just can't do anything. Like you physically, like you're there, you can see things, but people can't see you and you can't interact with them. Like there's no physically possible, like just your mind goes back to like this, like, like your body stays where you're at in the time that you're at. Mm-hmm. But just you're like astro, astro projecting. Oh, okay. So you're just kind of. Like you're there. You your can, mind is there, but you're not yeah, there. You can see it. You can okay. hear it. You can smell it. You can visually and like, like you're there, but, but no. you're not. And you just get to like witness everything. Boy, that's some high-tech technology there. That'd be cool, though. It would be cool. I'd enjoy that. And That'd then be you a could fun actually, vacation. It would. But then you could actually, like, hey, this is why, Hitler, this is what Hitler actually said. Or, hey, this is how this person was actually killed. Or, hey, this is actually who killed so. <laughs> that would be technology that I would actually, like, like to invest in. That'd be cool. That would be cool. But, unfortunately, we will never know, probably in our lifetime. Not in our lifetime. Nope. But. Cool stuff. I like it. Got anything for me, Taryn? I, I did look up a couple uh, different dad jokes. These aren't as good as the normal you can, ones. You can but... use the one Ashlyn did, or I can tell it. You can tell that one, and I'll tell some of these ones. Okay. Why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Why? Because the P is silent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ashlyn told that to me. And I know she doesn't understand it because she's only six, and she doesn't know how pterodactyl is spelled. But after she said that, I busted out laughing so hard. <laughs> when the poor girl didn't un- she she thinks it's funny because I laughed, but she doesn't know why it's funny. She'll figure it out one of these days, uh-huh. and then she's gonna be the whole forehead snack. Oh. Like seriously, <laughs> seriously, that's why right. it's funny. So I got one. Okay. I'll call you later. Don't call me later. Call me dad. Ah. <laughs> or dad can. Can you put on my... Dad, can you put my shoes on? No, I don't think they'll fit me. (laughs) Funny story with that. Okay. Okay. So, I have colorful socks. Naturally. And my son has colorful socks. Sure. He's three. Yeah. We apparently have a pair of socks that are the same color. Oh. So, a while back, we were folding socks, and... My son helped me put all the socks away. I found my socks in his drawer before. Okay. Okay. That are obviously mine. Like, striped yeah. pink and yellow socks are not yours, son. I'm sorry. Those are mine. They may be pretty, but they're mine. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, before we came over here, we were getting his pants on and socks on. He went upstairs and got his own pants. You saw his outfit today. It was yeah. very colorful. He did a good job. He did. Well, I had to take him back upstairs to get a pair of socks. We open up his sock drawer, and I grab out a pair of socks for him, and then I see my blue socks. Like, oh, that's where those went. So we go downstairs. I get the blue socks out. I unfold them. 
because, you know, they look about the same size because I wear ankle socks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I go to put it on and it only covers half my foot. I'm like, oh, these are yours because <laughs> they don't fit. They're not my socks. <laughs> so my son naturally goes, no, mommy, those are mine. That's cute. Yeah. Good on Taryn. That's why I like. I kind of laughed at that. I was like, I did that with socks though. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, good one. Okay, I'm gonna do the spiel of where you can find us and contact us. Again, Taryn, I know you're gonna do it one day. No, I'm not. One day. You write it out on a piece of paper that I can physically read it. Sure. You but just gotta pay then, attention to what I say. I know what you say. I hear it every time, but I'm not gonna do it. That's your spiel. <laughs> you can email us at. Heather at fortweirdpodcast.com. Our website is fortweirdpodcast.com. You can also get a hold of me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the handle is at fortweirdpod. Just P-O-D, just pod. Don't do podcast, just pod. That's where we're at. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I don't get on Twitter that much. Then just stop mentioning Twitter. You don't use it. I need someone to help me because even on Instagram, I don't understand the whole hashtag thing. I don't understand how that works. I have no idea. My assumption is that when you do a hashtag, Mm. it creates a link. So like if you were to go onto mine, like hashtag boy mom. Yeah. Right. You click on it and it brings up to a whole bunch of different posts Mm -hmm. from other people about boy moms. Like pictures of their kids, random things. Like, yeah. it brings you different links. So, like, the gym that I go to a while back, they were doing hashtag sweat angels. Okay. And every time you did that hashtag, money got donated to the thing they were trying to raise money for to help out different, um, I think it was abused women. Okay. Or kid or something. It was, yeah. so every time you did that, something got donated because that was a link. I said, okay. hey, I worked out here and I, I, I agree with this. And so... Okay. I think it's a link. So if you come up with your own little thing, and I don't know exactly how it works, so if somebody can tell us how it actually works, yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, help me out. I'm too old to be doing this. We could go ask the kids. They might know. I, they don't know because <laughs> they don't have social media. True. So they don't know yet. Okay. But if someone could please get a hold of me and, and teach me and tell me how this works, I'll do more hashtags. I just don't get it or the purpose. I don't understand. Help me understand. I'm old. And if you guys want to, you know, ask me any questions or contact me, just contact Heather and she'll let me know. And like I said, I will read your question on air and respond here. Or I'll send you an email, depending on what you prefer. No. Or text message. Or both. Wow. Don't do the text message. Well, not text. You know, email. Email. Facebook. Whatever. Yeah. I'll contact you and or read it on air, depending on what you want. Perfect. Sounds fantastic. I hope my new microphone sounds good. Thanks, everyone. That's all I wanted. (laughs) Bye. Bye. The existence of this.